G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Few seem to understand a great biblical reality that when we come to Christ, not only do we become new people, we get to live a new life. We'll learn more about this as we come to understand 2 Corinthians. Indeed, our series is entitled Heartfelt and Inspired, Understanding 2 Corinthians, a verse-by-verse commentary part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. I'm going to deal with the passage 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21, and it has some of the greatest verses you can imagine found in the New Testament. I mean, to me, the whole New Testament, the whole Bible is inspired and wonderful, but it's certain verses that really become classic and and help to bless so many for so long. And one of them is found here, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Not only do we become new people? Perhaps a better way to describe it is that we become renewed people. We're still people. We still have the same height, color, ethnic background, and so on. That's after the flesh. But inwardly, because of the new birth, because of the gospel that spawned the new birth, because of the indwelling and infilling of the Holy Spirit, because of Christian fellowship, which helps to mold us in the way God would have it, because of the call of God that he gives to each and every one of us. We are all the same body, though we have different functions and we need each other. No one is better than anyone else. Because of all these dynamics, it makes us not only new people, but we have the privilege to live a new life. Christian living is not religious living. Christian living is spiritual. Christian living is inspired by God's Word, led by God's Holy Spirit, helping us to be different people and better people than we were before. That's part of the glory of the New Covenant, the New Testament. All things have become new. And what we'll see is, first of all, we become a new creation in Christ. But in this passage, 2 Corinthians 5, 17-21, we receive the ministry of reconciliation as well as the word of reconciliation. Now, the word reconciliation comes from the Greek katalage, katalage, and reconciliation is one of the great aspects of redemption in Christ, because restoration of fellowship with God is the end result of reconciliation. When Adam and Eve fell 
by sin. One of the great consequences of sin is that it separated them from God. They were chased out of the garden of God, and the way to the tree of life and the garden was barred by the angel with the the angel with the flame now because of reconciliation in Christ we are restored to fellowship with God because eternal life doesn't begin after physical death eternal life begins now because it's defined in John 17:3 as knowing God the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent knowledge of God equals eternal life you cannot have knowledge of God or a walk with God until you've been reconciled Christ reconciles us to God and because we've been reconciled to God and we have fellowship with God and we can walk and talk with God therefore God works in us through Christ to reconcile others to himself as well as reconcile to each other. Our trespasses are no longer credited to our account, and what God does is he makes us ambassadors for Christ. We represent the highest authority, we live a first-class life, and we go places. That's what ambassadors do. They speak on behalf of their leader. Remembering finally, 2 Corinthians 5.21, the great exchange that Jesus Christ, who was sinless, became sin for us. He carried our sins for us and nailed them to the cross that we may be the righteousness of God in him. Let's read the entire passage now, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. Listen to these glorious New Testament realities, the word of God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. I have to say that last verse, in fact, the whole passage really inspires me. It's they're classic. So let's begin at the beginning. Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any person, anyone, male, female, boy or girl, man or woman, be in Christ, they become a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things become new. This is to me one of the great statements of the entire New Testament. So anyone in Christ is a new creation. This new creation where the old passes away and the new comes is made gloriously possible by the cross of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the new birth, and the power, infilling, indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe we cannot judge the content of people's hearts, although through the Holy Spirit, we can have insight into people's hearts. That's only if the Holy Spirit wills us to have such insights. But as we learned earlier, we don't judge people after the flesh anymore. We judge them, or shall we say discern them, or know them after the Spirit. So we don't judge people's hearts, but we can and should be able to quickly discern if there's been transformation in their lives once they've come into Christ. The transformation can be quick, or sometimes it can be a process, but there should be 
evidence of fruit. Fruit is not instantaneous, but fruit should come when we abide in the vine that John 15 describes. All things have become new. We do believe there will be good fruit. But remember this, friends, and Jesus taught this so clearly in the Gospel of Matthew, in the Sermon of the Mount, I believe, that a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. None of us organically are good in and of ourselves. Any goodness we have is because of the gospel. In the gospel, God's goodness, or shall we say Christ's goodness, is deposited to us. We call it the righteousness of God by faith. This is described in Philippians 3. When you come to Christ, we upload to God our terrible righteousness, which is as filthy rags, and God downloads to us Christ's righteousness. We are able to stand before God, justified, sanctified, eventually glorified, not because of anything we've done, but because of Christ's righteousness in us. And by the way, it's Christ's righteousness that causes us to labor for God fruitfully, not our own endeavors. It's Christ in us that brings the hope of glory. When it says all things have become new, another way to describe it is all things become renewed. Because what do we get renewed in when we are in Christ? Well, we're renewed in knowledge, the knowledge of God. Remember, there's bad knowledge, which we should jettison. And there is good knowledge, God's knowledge, that we should retain. Because ignorance is very costly outside of God. We are also renewed in understanding. We want to understand God's good, acceptable, and perfect will, Romans 12, 2. And we need wisdom and understanding so that we can live a fruitful, fulfilled, God-honoring life. We're also renewed in holiness. Again, it's not our holiness. It's God's holiness in us that sets us apart for his holy purposes and makes us worthy to be in his kingdom. When I say worthy, again, it's God's worthiness in us. We are renewed in the image of God because we're all in the image of God, but that image was marred by sin. But the new birth causes us to be renewed in God's image and to be renewed in God's glory. We are all changed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3.18. All this is wonderful. All this is glorious. So that leads us to verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 5. It tells us, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We will learn about the ministry of reconciliation. We will learn in the next verse the word of reconciliation. So all new things are from God. That is our focus. And our focus should be on God and God alone and on God's kingdom in God's kingdom alone, because God alone should receive all the glory. After all, all eternity is not long enough to thank Jesus for saving our souls. I've said this many times. It's a phrase I heard when I was a young Christian. I don't even know who actually coined it. God bless them, whoever they are. This anonymous statement, all eternity is not long enough to thank Jesus for saving us. So because he gets all the glory in this new life, we who once were sinners, are now reconciled to a holy God. In addition, he makes us ministers of reconciliation. We reconcile ourselves to God, or actually God reconciles us to him, and we also can be reconciled to each other. Where there was once hatred and estrangement, now we can be one in Christ. 
all believers, not just apostles, not just full-time ministry, all believers can and should have the ministry of reconciliation. We use that term a lot, of course. In Australia, we talk about reconciliation with indigenous people, or we talk about, in the Middle East, reconciliation of believing Jews and believing Arabs. Look, that's all fine, but I'm not sure that people fully understand what that word means. It means the walls of division and separation come down, and that instead of being offended and hurt, and estranged. We are now forgiving, healed, reconciled, made as one. Sometimes when the world takes these godly concepts, in fact, I shouldn't even say sometimes, it's every time, they will be distorted, and we will get a lesser and inferior result than if we actually came to God, because we believe that you will see reconciliation between peoples, ultimately, when they're in Christ. That is the bottom line, because until we're in Christ, there still will be attitudes, there'll still be unforgiveness. Just paying monetary compensation does not bring reconciliation in and of itself. It's like a party suing another party and winning a settlement and they get money. Do you think that after the money's been paid to the aggrieved party that everyone's going to be friends again? No. Very unlikely and very rare. We're talking about something more important than monetary compensation or a public apology given. We're talking about people who were once estranged, like they didn't want anything to do with each other, are now brought into relationship. They are friends. They are family. And that's what Jesus Christ does for us all. There's so many stories I could tell you on this, but I think one of the heartwarming ones was a man who worked for the PLO as a sniper and killed many people, Jew and Arab alike, comes to Christ solidly saved, and one of the first things he does is reconciles with Jewish people. Basically, he feels so bad that he killed innocent people in his teenage years, and now he's reconciled. And he greets them the same way he greets a fellow Arab, with the three-pronged kiss on, and on the cheek, and all that kind of thing. It's, it's really amazing if you know the story. That's reconciliation. Not just giving some uh, action of atonement, but actually becoming one reconciled friends, family in Christ. So reconciliation, as I said, the Greek word katalaj means we were estranged from God because of our sin. Now we are restored to relationship with God, the same relationship that was severed because of sin by Adam and Eve. This lack of reconciliation can lead to wrath and judgment. Just read Romans chapter 1, 18 and 24 to 32. But reconciliation means no wrath, no judgment. We are part of God's family. Now, verse 19 speaks of reconciliation with the world. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 19. This ministry of reconciliation we've received can be explained this way. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Thanks to this reconciliation, our trespasses were not imputed to us. What that means is, even though we are in deficit, God paid the deficit. We did terrible things. God paid the deficit. He paid the penalty through the death of Christ on the cross. And we don't have our sins credited as a deficit to our account anymore. Since God in Christ reconciled ourselves to him, now it is our turn to go into the world with the word of reconciliation and reconcile the world 
to God. That's what evangelism is really about. Biblical reconciliation is literally life from the dead. 2 Corinthians 5.20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, though God were pleading through us. We implore you or beseech you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This ministry and word of reconciliation transforms us into Christ's ambassadors, remembering that ambassadors represent their leader, the highest authority, and speak on their behalf. Ambassadors go places. Ambassadors are smartly dressed. Ambassadors live a great lifestyle. I'm not talking about being, how should we say, overly affluent, but God will bless us in every way. So the apostolic ministry is like the ambassador. We are in this ministry, as all believers should be, to represent Christ. God is pleading through us to you to be reconciled to him. And as God's ambassadors, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Repent, believe, receive the gospel. A whole heavy burden of sin, guilt, shame, and sorrow will be lifted from you. And God will download to you grace, forgiveness, the new birth, every good and perfect gift. The final verse, verse 21 of 2 Corinthians 5. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Oh, that's a beautiful verse. God made Christ the sinless one to become sin for us. He didn't become a sinner, he, but he bore our sins on the cross where they were nailed. Since Christ was the burden bearer of sin, in exchange, we now become the righteousness of God in him. Praise God for that. No wonder we are reconciled in Christ. Now, our lesson is called Ambassadors for Christ. And our lesson for life, as those who have been reconciled to God through the gospel of Christ, remember that you represent him to the world in all that you say and do. That lesson again, as those who have been reconciled to God through the gospel of Christ, remember that you represent him to the world in all that you say and do. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. Go to our homepage as well to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar teaching e-letter that you may understand the times to know what to do through Bible teaching, victorious Christian living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we are your ambassadors. We are reconciled to you, and we will help reconcile others as well. We thank you for this ministry that is made possible through Christ, his gospel, and the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.